morning, I want to share with us quickly um, about one very, very important subject. You know, in the last few weeks, how did it start? Uh, some few weeks ago, uh, in our body meeting, we started sharing. From those of us who have been going to body meeting, probably, you know, uh, there was a time we shared about uh, prayer and praying in tongues. Praise the Lord. You know, I, and it, it just is God in me because so some weeks, uh, let me say for about two, three months, God has been dealing with me in that area. Praise the Lord. And I just felt it's important. I mean, that just struck it. And a few weeks, we're having some good time in our fellowship on campus talking about prayer and praying in tongues. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, dear, it was a good, good one. Praise the Lord. I learned so many things in the process. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have people like Dr. Muriwa that were just giving us revelation in God's word. Amen. So this morning, I want to talk about the importance of praying in tongues. The importance of praying in tongues. Hallelujah. The importance of praying in tongues. You know, I started off by talking about it this way sometimes in uh, a few weeks ago that, you know, there are certain things in the church sometimes that just comes under attack. The concept of praying in tongues recently have been under attack in the church. I mean, I'll give you an example. I have a friend that I've known for over 20 years. Uh, yeah, about 20 years. And all the years will be, I knew him as someone that prays in tongues. And recently, about two years ago, we got talking somewhere, and he, he says things like, you know, I, I doubt the validity of praying in tongues. And I was, that took me aback because I got home, I told my wife, I said, did you know social person said this? She was like, what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and that's, you know, raised some questions for me. And I began to ask myself that, this will occur to me, that sometimes we talk about some things, but we don't have any conviction in them. So there's so much sometimes head knowledge that are yet to deeply sit in our hearts. Praise the Lord. And, you know, one of the things he said to me, I'm going to be picking some of those scriptures today, that, oh, uh, Speaking in tongues, you know, all the scriptures I used to know that talks about speaking in tongues have been debunked. Then I asked him one. First Corinthians 14. He that praying in tongues, speaking not, not unto man, but unto God. I said, debunk that lesson. And the argument went from, well, that's the only scripture that is still standing. I said, well, that's enough. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. But I'm going to start in a good place with us today. First of all, let me establish something. You know, a lot of people misunderstood the message of grace. In the Old Testament, even though the Old Testament saints and the prophets talked about praying in tongues, they talk about that day that the Spirit of God will be poured upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. You know, they talked about that day, but they never experienced it. Until Jesus came, until the death and the resurrection of Jesus before this came. So grace brought praying in tongues. It's a grace gift. Hallelujah. That must register in your mind. It's a grace gift. That's why we don't do anything to receive the Holy Ghost. It is not how good you are, how right you are. It's God's gift. If you have to do anything to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, it then is no longer a gift. My salary is not a gift. You don't pay it, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. Your salary is not a gift. Hallelujah. Your salary is not a gift. How many of us say go back to say thank you to your MD after your salary is paid in a month? No. I doubt if anyone of those does that. Except you are a JJC in the office. Maybe sometimes, some of you, after you got in the first two months, you are starting nodding your head. Ah, I don't think this is what I negotiated for. I could have asked for more. Praise the Lord. Sounds ungrateful. 
Hallelujah. 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 My current employer asked me one day to say, are you satisfied? I said, how can I be satisfied? Pay more. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I, this is not all the job you asked me to. I, I'm doing more than I expected. Pay more. Praise God. Pray, even though we laughed over it, I felt like that. It's better to leave that kind of joke sometimes. <laughs> so they will know. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So the gift of God is not, a, it's not something you work for. It comes by grace. And the grace of God has bequeathed us with this gift. Praise the Lord. So let's first answer one question. And the question is, is it all Christians that should pray in tongues? Maybe we should deal with that before we get into the importance. Hallelujah. First of all, let's open to Mark 16 verse 17. I like this one. Praise the Lord. Let's start off with this. Mark 16, verse 17. So this, this is Jesus' word. And this sign shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. How many believers do I have in the house this morning? Do you believe? Yes, sir. Do you believe? Yes, sir. I even know you believe, even if you are in doubt that you believed. You are in church. Hallelujah. You believe. That's why you are here. You are a believer. That's why you are here. Praise the Lord. Ah, but I don't know if I've given my life to Christ. But you came to church. That means you believe there is God. Hallelujah. Let's, that's a good place to start. He said, in my name, they shall cast out devil. They shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to Acts 2, verse 4. Let's try and answer the question about all believers speaking in tongues. Amen. Acts 2 verse 4. Amen. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they, how many of them were filled with the Holy Ghost? How many of them were speaking with the Holy Ghost? And they did what? Hallelujah. Let's go to Acts 10. Now I'm going to go back to Acts, Acts 2 verse 4. Because people have argued that, oh, what they said there, people understood them. People from different places understood them. That doesn't sound like what we are doing right now, right? Let's go to Acts 10, verse 44. Hallelujah. The Bible says, why Peter yet spake these words? The Holy Ghost fell on all them which, were heard, which heard the word. Next verse, verse 45. And they, and they of, of, of the circumcision, that's the Jews, which believed were astonished. As many came, as many as came with Peter, because that that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost, and they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered. Next verse. Can any man forbid this one to be the banter which have received the Holy Ghost as we are? As well as we. Sorry, I'm reading my new King James in my head. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Paul Peter here was saying that the same experience these guys have is exactly what we had. Same experience. But this time around, nobody said they heard them in different languages. What Bible recorded there that the, the Gentiles that were with, the Jews that were with Peter only said that they heard them speak in an unknown tongue. So what happened in Acts 2? We'll get there. But let's answer another all. How many of them were filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues? Let's go to Acts 19, verse 6. Acts 19, verse 6. Making me look big on this. I'm not that big. And when Paul had. Now, let's go back to 5. Paul made his disciples and he asked them a question. Verse 5. Let's go back to verse 5. Verse 2. Thank you. Reverend, helping me out. Quickly go back, go back, go back. And he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? Hallelujah. The key believed, right? Yes, sir. 
And they said unto him, we have not much so much as heard whether there is any Holy Ghost. Next verse. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto him, unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, then said Paul, John very baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that you should believe on him, we should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. So anyone that believed in Christ Jesus, this was going to happen. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What was the result? Then when Paul lays hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Next verse. And all, how many of them? All. all. Praise the Lord. From these three scriptures, I think I've been able to prove something that everybody ought to speak in tongues. I can go further in 1 Corinthians 14. Paul said, I wish every one of you speak in tongues. Hallelujah. From the tone of Paul here, it is strange to be a believer in those days and not speak in tongues. It is strange. It is strange. Now, someone said, that, are you saying that uh, if I don't speak in tongues now, I won't make it? No. You will get there. You will definitely get there. But you just get there and find out you missed a lot. You know, I will get to another scripture. Tongues. But before I get there, tongues are only meant for why we're here. When you die, you don't speak in tongues. It will cease. That's part of another conception people had. 1 Corinthians 13. He said, when this will cease. You know, when I read that and people then come with that argument that has ceased, they forgot that Bible also said that that knowledge will also cease. And these people have stopped, not stopped learning things. Knowledge didn't cease, but they thought tongues will only cease that will cease. But I've always argued, I remember, don't do this in Alpha course for those of us who are in Alpha course. I remember somebody argued with me while I was in school. And I said, no, no, all these signs have ceased. And I asked the guy, I said, did you pass English? <laughs> Frustrated again with him, I said, did you pass English? I said, your problem is not English, it's not revelation, it's English. When you see will or shall, what does it mean? Future tense. Show me anywhere where he said the signs had ceased. That ended the argument. But it's not a nice way to tell, talk to people sometimes. But it worked that day. Hallelujah. Because after then, he had told me, he met me, he said, I believe in miracles too now. Praise the Lord. But from Paul's tone here, there's a clear suggestion that back then, that is the norm that should happen. Now, I, I like to use this analogy. For those of us who went to boarding school, how many of us used cutlasses while we were in school? Fantastic. I have people that are in my age. Although I was surprised when I saw some guys, 20, who said, ah, we also use cutlasses in our school. I was surprised. Because we bought slashers and more from my old school. And I went there and the students were excited. And I was thinking in my mind, they're like, ah, you should have made the people that, that I, I, I schooled with. They will cut, they will arrange space for you. You will first look at the place. You are thinking to yourself, how will I get to the end of this place? So you come to see with cutlass. But you know, today we know we have option of more. Both of you will get to the end of that space. You know, if you are giving the same space, cutlass start here, more start here. Both of you get to that end. But they will get there differently, different time, under different condition. The guy with Moa will get there, he'll smiling. The guy with Cutlass will get there needing water, needing food, and blisters if your Cutlass is not sharp enough. Praise the Lord. Some of us used to trade our food for people cutting grass. You still remember that? <laughs> <laughs> you just trade your food. Just look at one guy that came from, uh, don't let me say no one. <laughs> I said, guy, beans are my, 
any guy will just take it off. You come with poor, bad or blonde scotlass, oh, you are in trouble. Hallelujah. You are in trouble. Nobody will tell you. At the end of the day, my mom had the proverb like that in your I don't know how best to say it, but Gaza is not in church. Only How many of us know that proverb? Oh, you will get to the end. You will sure get to the end. But you will be sorry for yourself. But you know, that job you spent two hours doing, a guy with a moa could have probably done 15, 20 minutes. And he's done, clean. Hallelujah. So why will you think that this is okay when God said, I've given you an advantage? But you chose to say that, no, I would rather go through it in the hard way. Hallelujah. 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 So, brothers and sisters, don't negotiate speaking in tongues. It's for you. Tell someone beside you, it's for you. Tell the person, it's for me. Let's step it over a little bit and speak like Paul. I thank God. I speak in tongues. Look around and say more than you all. Glory to God. If you don't, if you are not yet speaking in tongues, that's a declaration of faith. Hallelujah. 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 Don't worry, bro. Dr. Me, why we allow me to use him as an example? He says something that struck me. And I could find, I immediately found a scripture a right example for him. He said, because of his background, while he was teaching us, he said, because of his background, he, they don't encourage speaking in tongues. It's something like they've set a bar that before this ever happens, you must have attained to some level. Hallelujah. And he said, so there are only about one or two people, he told me, in church, that after they have gotten to that spirit of excitement, two words of tongues will just come out. Everybody will just feel like God has, has landed. <laughs> then he went to school. He got to school. One thing is established in his mind that he's a believer. So he went to school, and he saw other believers, young like him, praying in tongues. And he said, he just felt like, they are believers, they are praying in tongues. The Bible says, if you believe, they are praying in tongues. And he joined them aside praying in tongues. And I said, ah, that's easy. That even seems to beat my own record. Because I thought, I laid hands on myself. I remember everybody talking to us about this, that, you know, uh, they, they, they called out, somebody came to speak to them about praying in tongues, and they called out people that have not been filled with the Holy Spirit praying in tongues. Everybody said he was sitting at the back because as the secretary general of the fellowship, he looks out that nobody realized that he has not been praying in tongues. So he knelt down where he is and he said, Lord, he said, if anybody asks you, you give. I ask you for the Holy Ghost right now to feel me praying in tongues. He said, before the people that were coming out got there, he started praying in tongues. That's how easy it is. He just, I mean, he beat my, he just joined them and started praying in tongues. That sounds like someone in the Bible. Saul. The Bible says Saul was not a prophet. We know that. He saw some group of guys prophesying. He joined them. That's why sitting right beside you today, you have somebody praying in tongues, and you don't. You could just start praying in tongues before we're done. Just join us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's talk about some importance of praying in tongues now. Glory to his name. Let's just go to 1 Corinthians 2. Somebody be blessed this morning. Verse 6. Can we go to use King James Version, if you have that? However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. Hallelujah. Verse 7. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden, hidden wisdom which God has ordained before the ages for, for our glory. 
Let's read from Amplified Version, that verse 7. If you can go to Amplified Version. Glory to God. He said, we speak in a mystery. Now, let's look at it. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery. The wisdom once is eating from man, but now revealed to us by the glory God that that wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory to lift us into the glory of his presence. The Bible was talking about when we speak this mystery, it does something, it lifts us into the glory of his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It lifts us. It does something. It lifts us into the glory of his presence. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. Let's talk about that mystery. Do you know what a mystery is? Something that is not clear to your natural understanding. How beneficial would that be? I'm speaking something. You said it's wisdom. But yet I'm speaking it in mystery. That is... Not clear to my understanding. What is wisdom? Wisdom is application of knowledge at the right place, at the right time. How could I apply a knowledge that you do not understand? Because I'm speaking it in mystery. Let's read 1 Corinthians 14. Verse... Glory to Jesus. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14. Let's go from verse 2. Let's see. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto who? Unto men. But unto God, for no man understandeth him. How be it in the spirit? He speaketh what? Hallelujah. He speaketh what? Mysteries. That is, one of the things that happens, one of the benefits of praying in tongues, is that it gives us access to God's wisdom. Remember, this guy speaks not unto man, but unto God. He's speaking mysteries. He's unleashing I was sending out, I like the way Transfer put it in. He said the person is throwing out God's wisdom. Let me read a scripture to us. Proverbs 20 verse 5. Glory to Jesus. Proverbs 20 verse 5. Message translation put it this way. He said knowing what is right is like deep altars in the heart. A wise person draws from that well. King James put it this way. Let's look at King James. Counsel in the heart of man is like a deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. See, your spirit man know the exact will of God concerning your life. Praying in tongues is your key to drawing it out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Uh, hallelujah. I'm running. Hallelujah. Access to God's wisdom. Access to God's wisdom. I've skipped some. Let me just go ahead. Hallelujah. Access to God's wisdom. You see, that's why a believer can't say, I don't know what to do. This is a game changer because why? You see, it puts you ahead of events. Praying in tongues because in that process, you are fellowshipping with the Father. You are talking to him, he's talking to you. Praying in tongues puts you in that position. I, I'll give you an example. You no, know, I, I shared this with some of the guys in school and it was to their benefit. Maybe it will help somebody here too. I, I've seen this happen. Many times. You know, first of all, let me tell you, if you have the plight appears in tongues a lot, oh, you pray in tongues. Had there been times that somebody said something to you 
And it seems like you've heard it before. It just sounds familiar. Huh, it just clicked. I you thought you heard it before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or you are giving response to some difficult situation or you want to make a, take a decision and so it just clicked. And it seems like you knew that that's how it's going to work out before. Let me share this with you. You know, preparing for my project in school, there's this particular lecturer that I've had issues with, that I serve this guy, I've had issues. I can't tell you all the trouble I gave him and all the trouble he gave me, but I'm the kind of person that at that point in my life, I could just be very confrontational. You said, I don't agree, I'll tell you to your face. So we've, be, we've had some good times. And we will smile. You know, just a few minutes back, we are back to ourselves, we are smiling, I go to him, I got materials and all that. Then, the doctor that was managing our defense for project told us, he said, guys, this guy is going to wait for you. He said, only more, he will wait for you. You guys better be prepared. And he's one of those eccentric guys who believe his life is in the space. Atheist, he declared himself atheist and all that. So, <laughs> we're preparing for the difference. Our second time. Now, a day to the difference. I mean, if you have done hundreds of analysis, have a document with over close to 200 pages, about, yeah, maybe up close to 200 pages, you probably don't know where the question is going to come from. So I tried to read. Nothing was coming out. I want to know how I like, where is this question going to And this, to, 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 to honestly with you, I wasn't practically preparing for him. I was just preparing for the total defense. At some point, I started praying in tongues that night. I closed my book. I didn't read anything again. I was praying in tongues. I woke up around 5 a.m. in the morning, started praying in tongues. Defense was going to be around 10 o'clock. But around 8.39, I just picked the book, my documents again as I flipping through them. Then I saw a particular question. There's a question. As in, I created a question out of a particular passage, a paragraph. And I was like, okay, what would be the answer to this question? And there are five factors that could actually affect that reaction. So I wrote it down. It's not, well, I mean, I don't have it in the document. I look for another textbook. I wrote out the five things. I like to see there's no need for you to cram this in your head. Just keep it in the paper. We are going to be you know, presenting with documents, so nobody knows what I'm holding. So, I had to slip somewhere in my documents, and we got into the hall. First person went in, came out crying. Another person went in, came out with a very bad look, and they, all of them were coming out cursing this particular guy. Then, probably supposedly the best person with the best results, I mean, as at that time, based on our CGPA, came out, she was literally crying. And I held her, and I said, what is the problem? He said, it's so, so person. I said, don't worry. Somewhere in my heart, I felt like to see I would deal with this guy. <laughs> There's not just a bit of arrogance, godly arrogance in me. That was like preparing for this guy. <laughs> okay, no problem, we'll get into the all. I had my presentation. He asked questions and answered. Some other lecturers who asked questions answered. Then the guy who was coordinating, another doctor, an associate prof, said, I think that we've had enough from Olubimo. I think you can go. Then this guy raised his hand. And the guy said, we have other people waiting. Let him go. The guy flipped up. And was like, I have a right to speak. It's like going, I mean, they were going at each other back and forth. And I was just standing there looking at them. Then the HOD said, my head of department happened to be there. He said, Olubimo, uh, please, can you just try and respond to it so that we can end this? I told him the first one. I said the second, because while they were having that debate, I was looking at the paper. <laughs> so I told him the first one. I told the second one. The coordinating lecturer said, I think that is enough. The guy screamed and said, no, I still have the floor. At that point, they went into another one, two, three minutes debate again. This time around, I've, you know, I've seen it now. 
So I closed it and I was standing like this. When they were done and it all went a bit quiet, I looked at him. I called him his name. I said, there are three other factors. And I gave him the three. I said, are you satisfied now? <laughs> when I said that, everybody went, and I picked my stuff and I walked out. Now I'll tell you what happened. After the old defense, he saw me outside the hall. He walked up to me and shook my hand. Then the associate prof saw me. He said, that has not happened in years. He said, finally we saw someone that dealt with this guy. <laughs> the Holy Ghost is a game changer. Yes. When you know how to pray in tongues, it sets you into the... You see, it takes you... People will plant something for you in five days. It will take you 15 days ahead. That's what the Holy Ghost does. It gives you solutions ahead of the situation. Praise the Lord. Giving you access to the divine wisdom of God. Let's look at another scripture. First Corinthians 6. Not yet. Not for Corinthians. Let's first stay with First Corinthians 14. Let's go back to First Corinthians 14. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians 14, if you're there. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Are you here with me? First yes, Corinthians 14, let's go back to that verse uh, 2. That verse 2, let's go back to verse 2. Are you there? Praise the Lord. Glory to his name. For he says, speaketh mysteries. Let's also go to, mm, hallelujah. First Corinthians 14. I want to go to that place where it talks about he edified himself. Verse 4. He said, he that speaketh in an own tongue edified himself. To edify yourself. Now, you know, in the past, when I read this scripture, I thought that it was talking about just our spirit. But I found out lately that it's talking about the total man, your body included. Speaking in tongues has great effect on your mind and your body. Because what is... The word edified there. Edified himself. Talking about building. It's like a building, a structure. Your spirit man is not the house of the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 6 said that, told us clearly. He said, know you know that your, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Even though it dwells in your spirit, his house in this body. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost won't stay where there's problem. He doesn't like that. It is not his design. That's why we know sickness is not from God. Hallelujah. So he builds your body. So if a man is going through trouble in his body, praying in tongues helps. No one, the Bible says that if that same spirit that dwells in Christ... Is in you. He said it will vitalize. It will give vitality to your body. You are running through idea. You don't know what to do. You don't have clarity in your mind. Pray in tongues. You know, the Bible was talking about we, he said, it was talking about tongues and interpretation at some point in that scriptures. It's part of the argument some people have used. Now, we can explain better another time on what Paul was dealing with in 1 Corinthians 14. Because people have suggested that, oh, you see, we should just prophesy, speak in, in, in known language and all that. Yes, Paul was addressing the issue that has to do with corporate worship. For example, I've been speaking here for about 30 minutes. If, I start, if I've been doing that in 30 minutes, speaking in tongues, without giving any interpretation, you will have been lost. Except you are as anointed as broccoli. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. 
He will just give all the interpretation on the spot. But keep in mind, keep in mind, interpretation of tongues is not translation of tongues. Translation means that I say some things, for example, when we have the language service and pastor is preaching, Pastor Dari, anybody else is translating, that's translation. Interpretation is different. That means I can say words in five minutes and I interpret it in just one statement. Interpretation, talking about giving meaning to something. A lot of you have interpreted your own tongues for your own private benefits. You just didn't know. Sometimes, you know, as I study this, the only thing made me realize that even sometimes some actions is the interpretation of our tongues. Interpretation doesn't necessarily have to be with words. When it comes to your personal, now, not corporate worship now, where your personal, personal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember one day I was working. I can tell you a lot about me. I'll be very, very vulnerable with these stories. I had to, my mind was just troubled about what will happen when I leave school. How many of us, you know, when we're in year one in school, we are not troubled about anything. There's no job, it's not your business. There's no reality yet. As you get to final year. The statistics of unemployment are making meaning. <laughs> then if you come from my home, my dad have already told me, the day you leave school, the end. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, okay. You know, there's no way you can tell stories and arrange things with textbook. <laughs> it's not going to work. The, that one, you speak understanding. Man, you write in understanding. The man understood that you don't need textbook again from me. Hallelujah. He told me, he said, if you want to do master, you pay for yourself. That was clear. Hallelujah. And there are many ahead of me, at least four. And they've shown me an example that nothing will happen once you leave school. So here am I walking on the street of school and some trouble just came over me. The only thing I could do, I just started speaking in tongues. Gradually, there's just that joy welling up, welling up. Suddenly in the night, I started running and I was screaming, I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. I ran past one guy, he looked at me. I knew this guy would have think that something is not. <laughs> that is interpreting my tongues. I was giving interpretation to what is on my inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you prayed in tongues before and then you took a decision and it worked? You've given meaning to interpretation of what you just did. That's why you don't wake up in the morning as a believer when you are filled with the Holy Ghost and you say, I don't know how I felt this morning. I don't know how I'm confused. No, you are giving wrong interpretations. You are interpreting the language of your body. No, Paul said we should not walk after the flesh, but we should walk after the spirit. You know when we hear the word walking after the flesh, we thought sin immediately. When you give it, you interpret what you are experiencing. But the reason of your mental detail or your ability to think, oh, I felt this thing should be, ah, this is looking like ah, typhoid, ah, you sneeze, oh, it looks like COVID. You are interpreting wrong stuff. Giving wrong interpretation. Hallelujah. Giving wrong interpretation. Oh, COVID period was a nice period. Traffic, there was no traffic. <laughs> I leave office 5, I'm on 525. People were hiding. Those of us who were bold were going around. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Office was good, no noise. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. He said he had to fight your body. It builds the total mind. The total mind is built out. Your spirit, soul, and Hey, let me show you something. Let's look at Luke 9. See, this is, what, see, this is why prayer is beautiful. Luke 9, verse 29. Let's just look at the experience of Jesus. What happens in your spirit? 
You know, when Bible was not talking about, it said, if I pray in, this, in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayed. It's charged up. It glows. Let's look at Luke 9. The Bible said, as he prayed, talking about Jesus, he said the fashion of his countenance was altered. His raiment was as white, was white and glittering. Next verse. And behold, there was there were talk between two men, which were Moses and Elias. Okay, Elijah. Next one. And he appeared in God and spoke of his disease, which uh, he should accomplish at Jerusalem. New King James. Well, let's go. Verse 2. Okay, next verse. Next verse. But Peter and they that were with him, talking about Peter, James, and John, he said, between where every would sleep, and when they were awake, they saw his glory, and the two men that stood with him. Next verse. And it came to pass, as they, as they departed from him, Peter said unto Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Leas, not knowing what he said. Next verse. While he thus spake, there came a cloud, and overshadowed them, and they feared as they were entered into this cloud. Next verse. And there came a voice out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. Go ahead. And when the voice was passed, Jesus found alone. Jesus was found alone. In, in Matthew 17, in the account of Matthew 17 here, he said they fell. And Jesus told them that don't be afraid. They opened up and they saw only him. That tells you something. What happened to them? They have just access, glimpse access into the glory of God like in a vision. Show them what was happening. Jesus was praying and he was transfigured. Hallelujah. When you are praying in your Holy Ghost, that is what is happening. There's a transfiguration going on. There's a transformation going on. Hallelujah. The, it, see, it brings into reality, into some tangible force of the glory of God. And the more you stay with it, someone said it this way, I love it. He said, the more you stay with it, the more you can carry those glory around. Hallelujah. Do you know this is similar to what happened in Hearts 2? I'll tell you. They saw something, but that's not the reality of the present time. They saw into the, into the glory of God. They came back to themselves and they found only Jesus. You know what happened in Hearts 2? It was more than just, there was a supernatural interpretation or manifestation of the spirit, rather, that happened. They were speaking in tongues. Now, think about it. All of us seated here. We are all praying in tongues. And people gathered out there. And they could hear us in different languages in Nigeria. Hallelujah. They even said they were drunk. As you are seated now, if we all start praying in tongues, no movement. If somebody says you are drunk, the person probably is drunk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the place was have been in such a, without one form of other of watching, as in, it was probably crazy. And people said, these guys are crazy. Hallelujah. But yet they heard them speak in their own languages. It was more than just praying in tongues that happened to the people. They heard them differently, not the people that were praying in tongues. Because when Peter was going to respond, he only responded by quoting the prophet, the prophet said will happen. He never said we spoke in Aramaic or we spoke in uh, this. No. That's why he could relate it to Cornelius and say that this is the same experience we had. But this time around, nobody said they spoke in a different language. Praise the Lord. So what they saw, what they saw was the manifestation of the Spirit to get the unbelievers to see a sign. But I'm not dwelling on that today. I'm focusing on the fact. You see, 
in that verse, 1 Corinthians 14, Paul said, I would prefer that you speak in prophesy in church. And people thought that, oh, that's the reason. You shouldn't pray in tongues in church. But, you know, if you run down, down the, in, in verse uh, uh, 26, praise the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. No, I, I like where he said that. I pray in tongues more than you all. Hallelujah. He said, I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than you all. Verse 18. I thank my God I pray in tongues more than you all. So, didn't he in any way say we shouldn't pray in tongues? And he never said that. He never said that. What he was addressing was the order of the church. In fact, praying in tongues and the spiritual thing. You know, the conversation that led to verse 14 actually started in 12. Where Paul was saying that I do not want you to be ignorant concerning spirituals. I do not want you to be ignorant. Then he started talking about many things. Talking about the gift. And one beautiful scripture there. He said, nobody, to tell you how easy it is to exercise faith in the supernatural in the spirituals, it's so easy that Paul said that a man could not, said nobody will cause Jesus by the Spirit of God. That is, everyone that said Jesus is Lord said it by the Spirit. If I can say by the Spirit, Jesus is Lord, then I can go rapo to Soprahadi in Jesus is Lord. It's as that easy. Is that easy? Hallelujah. The Bible says, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit, or praying in tongues, building it up. So you felt lack of faith. It's not time to panic. It's time to pray in tongues. Glory to Jesus. They just gave you a bill. That sounds crazy. It is not time to start interpreting the bill. Do you know how we are interpreting bills? Your mood changes. Your emotions go out. Sometimes it could start that way. But catch up, catch up self quickly. Get into the right mood. Hallelujah. 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 You know, I, I got my daughter's school bill recently. I paid. <laughs> but you see, when it landed, how like, what is this? In total, why are they increasing school fees? All my budget planning, this just threw a lot of confusion into it. You know, sometimes you feel that because I, some of us are pastors, you don't feel those. Ah, we feel it. I, I called out quickly to start, you know. Did you get the same view? Hallelujah. Did you get it? Say yes. Is there a mistake? No. <laughs> and I was like, these guys can't be serious. Oh, well, that's what they said. I said, well, They've not sent mine. I only saw some of this. Can you share? I said, and I sent a mail to the school. I have not received the bill from my daughter. Oh, sorry. I went to the wrong number. They sent it. It was the same thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. At some point while I was in the car, I just started praying in tongues. I said, this is little. Hallelujah. 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 This is little. Just praying in tongues about it. At some point, start laughing. You can't be troubled. When trouble, you see, when the spirit of heaviness is coming, that's when you should pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. You had a bad dream. You want to start interpreting it. Pray in tongues. 
Hallelujah. Pray in tongues. You walk out in the morning, you don't, feel, you don't know how to today feels. Pray in tongues. It gives you access to the unending wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Have you been in a meeting before? You see, some of these things sound like, but I, see, I've been in situations where, how holy the hell are Jesus? A decision was going to be made. And this decision, my boss was totally for it. But I know this will get us into trouble. So we got, I went to see the legal person for the company. That was my former office. And we've, I, I said, this is the right thing to do. And the guy said, yes, go and tell them. But if they insist, hey. But the condition was that I'm the head of the team. The person that is saying we should go is not the one that will sign. I'll be the one to sign. It's my signature. So I just started thinking about me. That to say, if you go with this, with the plan to go and do Agidi in this meeting, you won't win. So 10 minutes before the meeting, you know, sometimes, how many of us have done that? You hide inside the restroom to pray. Uh, yeah, we are many. I'm not alone. No strange. I walk into the restroom and quietly under my voice, I was praying in tongues. When we got into the, I just, immediately we are finished. I like, Tosin, you know what to do? Meet one, two, three guys that are coming for the meeting. There are going to be five people in the meeting to vote. Meet three of them. They are going to go along with you. So I met them. You know meeting before meeting? So we had meeting before meeting. Then we come into the place. And to the shock of my top, my boss. Okay, I just said, well, to make it easy, one of the directors just said, you know what? Everybody in this, on this issue has one vote. Everybody has one vote. So we are going to vote. It was five, three against two. The three guys voted for me. They support my opinion. Two voted against me. We won. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Take charge of situations. Don't panic at them. That's what praying in tongues does for you. You're making a financial decision. You're not sure. Praying in tongues. Hallelujah. You felt something in your body. They gave you a report you don't like. Your doctor has interpreted the results. It's not your job anymore to interpret for that. The worst thing some of us have done is to go to Google and find out. You now realize that you, the people that had that thing will die. Then start calling some people. Praise the Lord. Praying in tongues. Hallelujah. 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 You know, yesterday, when we were having the alpha session, I think Saturday, they told her that uh, she said that she would pray in tongues. Then her husband will have all the stuff she needs. I was like, ah. And we we're laughing about it. You know, it could be a reality. Knew of a man of God. I mean, he doesn't have a church really. Blessed. You don't need to like everything I said, but he's blessed. And this guy said one day, we're just spending time in the place of worship, praying in the Holy Ghost, and worshiping God, fellowship with the Father in the Spirit. And an idea struck him to write a book, his businessman Bible. You know, it sounds very normal now. Just one book with some other explanation in between, and he did that. And it called his publisher. I said, this came to me. Well, uh, this idea came to me. Can we work on it? Let's see if it works. Well, the first set was published. It sold 23 million copies in, in dollars. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said there are wise counsel deep in a man's heart. He said, the man with the understanding draws it out. Hallelujah. No wonder Paul said, I will pray in the spirit. I also pray in the understanding. Because by praying in the spirit, you can draw up what is on your inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I listed like five things. 
But I was just talking about here. Maybe I should stop with the one that talks about being able to pray the perfect will of God. He said, when the Spirit will come, the Bible says the Spirit himself, that's Romans 8, verse 26. He said, he helped our infirmities, helping us to pray, taking hold with us, to stand against the enemy. He said, he helps us. Because sometimes we don't know what to pray about. We don't know what to pray about. We don't know why that burden is there. It's not time to start interpreting the burden, praying the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues. That's the reason why we have it. I'm out of time, but I've known examples of people that said at that very particular time, someone was praying in tongues. Something happened. An accident was averted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can't remember the, the man of God now that was sharing this. I read it, I think I read it in one of Ken Hagen's book about a, a, a guy who went flying and, you know, he was flying with his trainer. They were showing him how to land and all that. And somewhere at home, his wife just felt this unusual burden. And she started praying in the spirit because she didn't know what the issue is. Now, when the guy was told to belly him, as they said it, that's the landing approach. He made a mistake, wrong judgment. He said his trainer, as the guy was already like, we're gone. Hallelujah. But somehow the plane just, he said the, 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 the wings hit the ground and the plane just stabilized. And they were fine. It sounds, it felt like ah, I'm a pro. This is awesome. But guess what? He gone with his wife said, where have you been? He said, I went flying with so-so person. Went to train. Really? What time did you land? She mentioned the time. That was exact time she, she body lifted off her and she was rejoicing. While they were planning to land, that's when she was already pray, praying. Hallelujah. You don't understand the Bible. Some of us have been here, oh, I, I wish I can know God. You see, how do you know a man without fellowshipping with him? The Bible says that speaking in an unto, speaking not unto men, but unto God. Speaking in tongues, open your heart to knowing God. He reveals the Father to you. Hallelujah. 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 I heard Andrew Womack saying that, that as a young believer, if he opened his Bible, he saw the scripture, he doesn't understand it, if he go into his closet. Not closet. Their closet is like a room. <laughs> Hiding there. Spraying in tongues over those scriptures. He said sometimes very few verses. Praying in tongues over them. Praying in tongues over them. He said at some point, the revelation of God's word that was coming to him was so much that he thought, oh God, Father, I can't handle this again. Hallelujah. 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 There are instances that people will knock, people will go, I just tell his wife, so so person is coming today. When? Soon. And there will be a knock at the door. And the person just walked in. And he knew exactly why the person is there. He wasn't a pastor. As at that time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We can walk in God's wisdom. We can walk in sound and perfect health. We can pray in line with God's perfect will. By praying in tongues. Don't, see... Don't say, I have the Holy Spirit. Uh, if he does this one, he, he, maybe some other manifestations. Uh, I mean, see, you have him whole. Take advantage of all. Glory to God. Take advantage of the whole benefit God has for you. In 1 Corinthians, I won't go there again. He said, this time we see. When you die, it ceases. It's only used while we're here. So why do you want to miss it? Then you then realize I could have taken a better decision on this. I could have handled this better. I don't like that story. 
Get all God's benefits for you on earth here, right to your head. Praying, exercising yourself. He said, Paul said, I do not want to ignorance. That means some people could be ignorant or spirituals. I do not want to ignorance. Praying in tongues is for us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor again. Say, I pray in tongues. Look around more than you all. Hallelujah. 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 Can you get on your feet this morning and just pray in the Holy Ghost?